Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hey, I'm John T. Rhodes, and you are listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Something new, something fresh, and there is 200 up on the board. That is 200. It is enough to say that nobody in history has made 200 as fast as this, in greater style as this, or maybe to mean as much as this. Two hundred of the very best. And what a way to bring up a double century. Everybody knows they're bravo a champion. Well played. Two hundred not out. Everybody's laughing. Isn't that a great moment? Oh dear. Everybody's in disbelief. That will do it. That was a wonderful double hundred. Champion, Mary, champion. Oh. Do you like that, Rob? Up and about. Up straight and about. about. Now, I'm just going to nip this one straight in the bud. Oh, do it. I hope you didn't get me a present again. Oh, no. Good. I'm pleased. Because I, I actually thought of getting you one this time. <laughs> Did you really? And then I didn't. I, then I forgot. And you forgot. As, 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 usual. as usual, it's the thought that counts, as I always say in this show. And you forgot. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Robbie. But I did think of it at one count. point, I thought. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. You heard it here first, people. This is the 200th. Show of the Jack Link 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. The greatest sports radio show on the planet, Rob. Memories all alone in the moonlight. Okay. Is that what's on kicking? It could be. Absolutely. Uh, how do you reflect, Beefy? How's the journey been for you? Four, is it four or five years? Four years? Roughly four years, uh, must be. No, it's uh, like it's coming up to five. Yeah. It really is. Because there's been a few you know, holidays. Um, <laughs> Definitely A is. few forced timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> One or two enforced timeouts, definitely. Um, it's been a roller coaster, Rob. I started doing a kind of a list of the guests we've had on. I mean, last week, an Olympic swimmer from Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Never thought we'd be doing that. Jonathan Davis, one of the greatest rugby players in the they, world. They just what they want to be on, don't they? they just well, I wish they up. would. Yeah. <laughs> John T. Rose. As soon as they're on, it's a half, at least oh, a half hour chat. At least. You know, someone we got, Jonathan Davis, for example, he, he didn't want to go. No, he rang back. When yeah, the yeah. line dropped out, he actually <laughs> rang back to continue chatting. <laughs> you know, we've had parachutists. Yep. We've had, uh, who else? Are you going back to the second show, The Skydivers? <laughs> the Skydivers. Dan yeah. Tuttle. All the way back to the second and, uh, show. And I forgot. Oh, been that long i forgot his friend's name now we did uh we did the big quiz that was one of the great quizzes actually yeah it was uh, but it went for half an hour in itself i think it, I think it got so his we own, made, it made a separate show it out got of his it. own show in the yeah, end yeah yeah, yeah. And when we initially came up with the concept to do this um it was trying to build a link between music mm. and sport, wasn't it? Obviously, the first guest, Josh from the Cherry Dolls. Yeah. Francis Harrison from the Resonators, he came on. We were just trying to appeal to rounded people. people yeah. Because so often it seems that people seem to think it's people who like sports are over here, people who like culture and arts are over here, and really most people like a bit of everything. And uh, most people are, well, you know, there's, there's a fair contingent, your, your pub-going sort of crowd that are on the 
brighter side of the intellect, have got uh, necessarily have got <laughs> a few more interesting things to say and a few more interesting things they want to hear. True. And that they all go to a music festival and smash it, and yep. then they will go and watch a test match on yeah. on a Boxing Day. So know. we've we've had a, a, a wide array of guests across mm. the uh, across the journey. Yeah. And now, I mean, the the one comment I get passed back to me regularly is, it is just like two blokes, generally two blokes, chatting in a pub. Yeah. About the wilder side of things, and not your mundane. Although we do talk a lot of cricket and rugby union because that's what we're interested in. Well, I, I, I mean, I'd like to talk more horse racing if possible, more about my if it's my, I like to talk about me more if we can <laughs> okay, moving right. forward. My golf, my cricket, my right, I don't okay. know, my cricket. No. I don't know, playing cricket. I haven't played cricket for years, but um, I know it, it makes you excited to hear what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's your favourite part. We, we might uh, yeah. we, we might take that to our weekly content meetings that we yeah. never, that we never have. Yeah. <laughs> The, 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 well, the, the part that I reflect on now is particularly amusing for me. Probably you were probably pulling your hair out. Was when I reckon for a good six months, maybe nine months, I didn't bring anything to the show, yes. and you were having to put the whole show together. But what you didn't realise is there was a mastermind plan. Oh really? I was strengthening our abilities to ad lib because right. we had no choice, <laughs> sink or swim, because I, of my. For some <laughs> reason, I'm thinking nothing's really changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got pages of notes here. Pages, <laughs> notes, yeah. pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there definitely so... has been some interesting additions. I mean, Rob's movie review has come in. Yeah. Uh, story time with Rob. Yeah. One of the greatest things of all time. Um, that's Vegan news. It. What Vegan are some news. ones that have come and gone and didn't, didn't really so, um Fat athletes didn't last very long. Who I, ate I, all I, the pies? Who ate it? Yeah. Um, You're a world-class athlete, so why, oh, why did you have to go and eat all those pies? Are we conscious of fat shaming? I, I don't think we're conscious of that, are we? We're definitely not conscious no, of anything. Dr. Not. Robert came and went. Yeah. There was only some, I was getting increasingly more abstract with um, Dr. Robert. It was... So you want to be a world champion? That was a, a, oh, a staple that, that, diet. That could come back, it, although... There's been no weird world championships for a long time yeah, because right. of COVID. Yeah, definitely come um, back. I had guessed big... that guess, guess but that then I realised my impressions, they ran out pretty quick. <laughs> and there was no, some... there was another segment that didn't bad. last. I think it was oh, one that was I'm, sent... I'm right because you're shit. Remember, was that one? Was that the one? <laughs> there was one that used to make you mad. That was a brilliant idea. Yeah. You stop being an idiot or something. I think it was along those lines. I can't remember. I think it you're was You're an I'm... idiot. <laughs> I think it was. No, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway... Oh, one we, show we've got wonder. some special guests coming up tonight yep. from all around the world. Uh, one of our favourite international sportsmen, he's going to be on later, yep. star of our pilot show, our pilot TV show, I should say, mm-hmm. not the pilot radio show. Mm-hmm. Person that uh, has starred in some of Storytime with Rob, yes. he's going to come on. Certainly. But the one person that has been on nearly every show since we've been in Sudden FM... Yeah. She's coming on. She starred on our 100th show yep. after just being on a night out at the SB. So she's going to come on very, very shortly. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Rob, the sting that started it all. Oh, it's just outstanding. It's a fired up, sensual voice, really. Oh, oh. gets me in the mood every <laughs> Tuesday night, that is for sure. We have to welcome, it's been exactly 100 shows since My we word. last talked to her. Thank you for joining us, Miss Toddy Goldsmith. You there, Toddy? <laughs> 
Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> we... Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, yes. we've got you. She's back. A little glitch in the system there. Oh. <laughs> you and me both. Tell me about it. We've waited so long to get you back on. And if all of a sudden the, con- the panel goes, no, I don't want to play anymore. And then, bang, there it goes. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Finally, since we last talked, and that is exactly 100 shows ago, you've been mm-hmm. awarded the Order of Australia Medal. Mm-hmm. You married a couple on a plane. <laughs> You starred in a film, in a Greek, the film, The Taverna. You're now in the Magnolia Tree play, which actually starts on Thursday, I think. You've got a load of plays lined up. So I think when we try to get you on show 150, you were actually, you um, you were stuck in L.A. Oh, was that just before COVID? It was right at the start of COVID. Stuck. Yeah. I wasn't stuck. I wasn't stuck. I went there. To go. I wanted to get stuck there. Oh. And then I got brought home because of COVID, which worked out well because I've got this play. I love it. It's just always a good thing when you love what you do, right? Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I went over there to study with Ivana Chabakuza, amazing acting coach who I'd done some master classes with here. And I wanted to go over and do like a year, but I had three months and I came home. With all these plays lined up, it must have done you some good. I know you were an actress through and through prior to doing other things, but um, there must be at least 12 months of play. Plays lined up. Yeah, I've got lots of stuff lined up. I also wrote a TV series during lockdown because, you know, it was pretty quiet. And I'm um, very close to pitching that to go to funding. It's been really creative, really good. It's not another <laughs> it's not another season of fire, is it? No. That was a long time ago. Yeah, Rob's... No, nothing to do with a fire. But it's pretty fiery, though. <laughs> oh, hello. Rob's desperate to see you in fire again for no. some unknown reason. No, we've moved on to highbrow uh, proper acting. Yes. You've got to come and see it. Oh, I'm doing it on Thursday night. Do you want to come? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dead keen. What, what are we looking at in terms of, of sort of tone? Is it like some one of these more sort of indie type of thing you might get in a new New York sort of off-Broadway type of thing? Or is it is it more you know uh, cabaret-like? It's interesting you say that. It's got a very off-Broadway feel. Uh, feel. Okay. It's Australian written. It's actually a pretty dark subject matter, but it's really funny. It's about three siblings who are talking about whether to take their... Um, mother's life i'm only saying that laughing because it's so bizarre so dark and bizarre, or, sure. so dark and bizarre and all that she goes into care and she's had a bunch of alzheimer's for um, 11 years so but, but the audience who's what the end is so we've rehearsed two endings right and to do euthanasia of a cocktail or to live it out in, in a expensive home so it's really really sensitive topic i mean my dad's just been through that mm-hmm. he was in that care facility for like 20 months and, and he passed away in there but it's something that all families because they're sort of the wolf theater company is geared at 45 plus so something we're all kind of going to come up to and what's fair what's right what where's your your morality in all of this kind of thing so it's a really interesting topic but it's done with a lot of integrity and quite a dark humor <laughs> It's interesting, actually, because you bring that up. And I notice in the schedules for for the play, you're going out to Colac and Birchip and Conniver and Bairnsdale. Yeah. So, I mean, no doubt in those areas, the demographic that's going to come along to the play are probably quite a bit older as well. We've sold out quite a few shows. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're rebooking. So that does show that the demographic, you know, they, we relate to it or we want to discuss it. And Ezra Bix, who plays my brother, he's done this play a couple of times before, he said it's amazing 
afterwards, people just don't want to leave. They want to talk about it and talk about mm-hmm. the ending. So everyone stands around having glasses of wine and discussing the reality of this, you know, what's fair. So then how so, does that compare to, say, after a Shantuzzi's show, where obviously the vibe is very much up, and then the the uh, the, uh, the the after party from something like that to comparison of uh, after a, a play with such um, heavy subject matter. How, how do no, we how do we move into the evening after that? That's that's an interesting I one. Have a class. People are quite passionate. It doesn't feel heavy. The conversations, like even the people I've talked to about it, talking about doing the play, mm-hmm. they've been more passionate about the decisions as opposed to saddened about them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People have, you know, they're opinionated and also willing to be swayed. And through this play, because there's three siblings, all with a very different perspective on it, everyone will see themselves in there somewhere. People have this empathy there and people people unify as a result of uh, living through the character's experience. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So it's very good and it's a great writer. I'm actually doing another one with Amanda Muggleton, another one of Michael Griffith's plays, which is an actual comedy. <laughs> So we'll be doing that later in the year, and he's yeah, very prolific writer. Tony, just going back to the um, the two different endings. What are the mechanics? How do people vote? Is it a hands up thing, or is it? Uh... So, so we sort of finish the play up to that point, and then the narrator comes out and explains that you know that we, this is not politics. This is theatre, and you can be as open and brazen. No one's watching you to choose what what you go for, whether to allow the mother to slip away or to leave on a home until the end. And supposedly it's 50-50. So then we don't know on stage, the actors don't know what the answer is. It gets whispered to one of the characters that leads us and then we play the other ending out. Oh, interesting. And how's so it- we've been rehearsing. I've never done it, so it's going to be wild for me oh, on mm. Thursday night. Yeah. But um, the other two have been in the play, you know, a number of times. But, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So 50-50, they say. And are you enjoying giving the, the voice, the singing voice, a bit of a rest and just focusing purely on the acting chops at this point in time? Yeah, acting, I just sort of, I love it. And I mean, plays like this especially, but really well-written stuff really makes you think. And it's got, like the Shanties, it's so much fun and the other bands I was in, but I kind of got to a point, I just want to try to be more challenged. And mm-hmm. every time I was doing acting classes and master classes, I was just so curious and fascinated and just really switched on by it and so doing theatre is really challenging and it switches your brain on and it's yeah challenging's good mm-hmm. I reckon <laughs> I'd like to think so like well, if yeah, it's not challenging every, it not didn't... everyone wants it you know some people just want it and I get that too mm-hmm. you just don't want to go through the motions the older I get the further I'm pushing myself huh uh, I said, well I was just saying you just don't want to go through the motions I know we only kind of do this show once a week and it's uh, yeah we like to put on a different format every week and you know add a bit of creative license and do things a little bit differently so I'm sure yeah. that's the same with you because obviously the Shantuzzi's probably doing 90% the same songs show after show so it's good we, to get yeah, on stage and we, get the, we get the odd you know new song but you're always trying to make the song the best it can but with theatre you can't go wrong with a song you can change a lyric or make a mistake and no one will know whereas theatre you're all relying heavily on each other and if somebody loses their line your brain has to catch up and make the play keep going yeah that's, that's so it's, yeah. yeah it's much headier you can't get away with anything really now now Tony but last time uh, sorry to interrupt there oh, last time we, we did speak to you uh, it was also a yeah. Tuesday night and you were on your way back what sounded like a bit of a raging Tuesday night so you're leaving the ESPY and uh, you're in the in the Uber on the way back 
back, and I think you may have actually dropped the first f bomb ever on the show. Do you recall this? Oh my god, I remember that's terrible. I was saying to my girlfriend, I just come back, yeah, I did drop the f bomb. Did you bleep it out? You couldn't. It was too late. Don't worry, I followed it up a couple of weeks later myself. So. That's what it's like on stage. It's live. You can't go back. (laughs) But you know, everything's so politically correct nowadays. Clearly, apart from my mouth. Do you ever have the uh, the old slip of the tongue on stage when you're ad libbing or ad hocking? No, not with my character. She's very straight. Mm. I, I in a school play once was supposed to say push off to someone. I was the bad guy, and I accidentally said piss off. And that was a bit oh. shocking. Yeah, it was a complete slip That's of the tongue. Hysterical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Did you do it every night? <laughs> <laughs> that was the Thursday afternoon matinee, I think. Yeah, just one sherry too many, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Schoolboys. No, this play, there's no going off because it's actually a drama. So yeah. there's no time for sort of making stuff up. And you want to get through it, and it's fast, like the pace. Really fast, right. which is great. So challenging. No, I bet it is. And how far are you along mm. with it? You, oh, you just mentioned the, the TV show you've just written. Is, is it full-on comedy? Yeah, well, or? it's a dark comedy, and I've written 12 episodes, and wow. I've now got a producer who is writing a synopsis and a pitch, and then we're going to go um, and start looking at funding. Wow. And I'm very confident. I'm feeling very good about it. And I've got the third series already in my head. <laughs> oh, very good. But it was great in lockdown because I was on my I was single. So I was in my apartment by myself. So I'd wake up in the morning and not wonder what I was going to do. I'd just start writing. Mm. And I it filled up that whole how long we're in lockdown, like nine months or oh. something. Yeah, 16 weeks yeah, of pure lockdown, yeah. Yeah, and just that one hour out, and that's what I did. I wrote and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Absolute champion. Now, we should actually, I want to ask a bit more about the Order of Australia. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. How was that? The ceremony was, so that was during the middle of COVID, so how did they, how did they do that? Well, it wasn't in the middle because the first time um, it was on, they cancelled it because of COVID, mm-hmm. and then a couple of months passed, and then it just, wasn't what it would normally be like there was a third of the people and yeah it was sort of a little bit different but it was still beautiful and the in some of the people that got medals just done some amazing stuff and my daughter made it really special for me she pinned it on me so that was pretty yummy and have you got used to writing your name with oam at the end of course, I use OAM. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on all the all the play posters? Tony Goldsmith, OAM. OAM. No, the only thing that got on is LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's like the professional platform. I never used it, but it wasn't on it. I was surprised to be nominated. And then I was really surprised with how nice it felt. Yeah. Well, you're in an Australian of... institution, Toddy. I mean, whenever we tell people that we've got Toddy Goldsmith on, people are... They go, who? <laughs> no, they don't. So, um, no, yeah, next know. Thursday, we're going we're gonna to be there. So, uh, how do we, are you just going to swing us some tickets by email Thir- or something? Or Thursday that, night at Altona Theatre in Hobson's okay. Bay, Rob. Yep. Um, I can run through the dates. So, uh, Thursday, Altona Theatre, Hobson's Bay. Friday, the Potato Shed in Geelong. Uh, sold out. Sold out. Saturday in Colac. Sunday at Birchip <laughs> Public Hall. Uh, not sold out. Not sold out. Uh, Monday at the Caniver Shire Hall. And then a few days off before the Moyu Memorial Town Hall. I'm not sure where Moyu is. Yeah, where's that? I better do it. 
probably 20... sold out. This, this is not really sort of get announcing tickets to people. This is more of a Skype fest of how successful yeah, this we is are. a promotion. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look at Toddy. She's in all these sold out plays. And then 26th of May, the Forge Theatre in Bairnsdale. 27th of May, the Wedge Theatre in Sale. Just and the mentioned... 21st at the Alex Theatre. But that's pretty close to sold out in St Kilda. Oh, that's yeah, not that on my added. list. Oh, that was added. That's why it wasn't on my list. Brilliant. So, 21st of So, Shantuzi's obviously taking a break from the singing side of things. Are you, are you looking to well, get no, back in? the girls in... are going. The girls are still going. Even Ali. Even Ali. Of course she is. She Even loves Ali is still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Will you yeah. come back for special occasions? Well, if there's special occasions and our dates work out, yeah. We did a charity one a couple of months ago um, with the girls, the three of us. But my thing right now is theatre. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, we've been together for 35 years or 36 mm. years, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if there was something special and I could do it, I'd love to. Excellent. Love well, well, Rob's keen yeah. to uh, to play bass on uh, your next lot of recordings. <laughs> <laughs> desperate to get back into it. Desperate. Good. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, Tony, we've got to thank you. You're always very open to uh, to coming on the show and uh, making time for us. We really do appreciate it. And like I said, I reckon since we found your voice on this uh, system here in the station, you have been on every show in one way or another. And it's, we just love it. It's very, very great. And like I said, every time I get in touch, you're always like, yep, I'm doing it. So I really do thank you for that. And we wish you the best of luck with the uh, with the plays because this oh, sounds great, amazing that, uh, the two endings, that's uh, just... I know. You've got to be... Yes, I'm really looking forward to experiencing it actually. So, you know, with an audience, it'll feel very different to hosting it, I'm sure. Brilliant. No, yeah. well, we will keep in touch, and hopefully, it's not another hundred shows before we get you back on live. And uh, yeah. hopefully, it'll be uh, sooner rather than later. Yes, well, you have a great night and great speaking to you. And stuff. No f bombs before you leave, darling. <laughs> no, uh, go on, tell us. Oh, go on, don't tell, tell us. me. <laughs> <laughs> tell us to get f. Yeah, no, very good. <laughs> All right, Toddy, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Okay. Have a great night, and uh, hopefully we might see you on Thursday. Beautiful. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, Tully, she is absolutely fantastic. I love it when she comes on. We all love it. Right, what we're going to do throughout the night, Rob, yeah. is we're going to play some of our favourite worst songs in the world. Oh, is that what's going to happen in the break? Just Brilliant. Just for the normal, instead of going to music, yeah. why don't we just listen to things like Peter Parsons. <laughs> okay. Hair is running and the hair is on the move and the crowds are running. I built a racing machine. Fly machine, round and round. Come on, Rob, join in. I thought we were just listening. This is the Greyhound song. Run, 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 run. Chase and run, yeah, run, run, run. She's my dream, my racing machine. She's my queen, my racing dream. To Canadians, what's the story? Watch out for the bobsleighing green. We're gonna pillage the Olympic village. Teach Team France to do the river dance and sing Molly Malone. Let's beat them all. Watch out for the world. We're gonna win the gold, sliding down the snow in the bobsleigh. 
Hi, this is Jeff Parling, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Jeff Parling, the man who loves turkey turkey. I, I don't remember that bobsleigh song. The Irish bobsleigh song. Well, no, I just I love that song though. Um, not not the bobsleigh version. Yes, the the original. Love, no, no, no. You no, love no. the bobsleigh version, Rob. You come on, even the though you've never heard it before. Version. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Ah, hey, well, now I didn't tell you about my golf on Saturday. Oh, we're doing that. <laughs> we're actually doing material this week. <laughs> Go on, Rob. Tell us about your. Well, I golf. played at Sandy Links Golf Course. Have you heard of this course? No. It's right across the road from Royal Melbourne. Okay. But it's now being redesigned and it's being taken care of by the same groundskeepers from Royal Melbourne. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. like an international standard of course okay. for 45 bucks. But the catch is it, they haven't got enough room for a full it, course, so it's like, par 65. Oh. So they've got 11 par 4s and 7 par 3s. But okay. they're all international standard holes. Okay. So it's, it's awesome. See, they should have just done a 16-hole course. Well, that's what it was. It was oh. a 16-hole course before. And they ditched okay. the two par fives and made four par threes. They thought they'd rather, they obviously had a decision, oh, okay. either we go that way or this way, and that was what they figured is better. At least make all the holes awesome and no rubbish holes. Okay, right. Yeah. So did you break 80? Well, I, I did actually, because uh, we're in a Ambrose for a oh, start. Okay. I was in an Ambrose yeah. tournament, I didn't even know. I turned up, this is a great thing, they're so friendly, these people. They said, it was a breast cancer fundraiser, everyone's wearing pink. Oh, they, right. they, they asked me, oh, come and play with us. Oh, you're not wearing pink though. I said, oh, I have this, and they gave me a little sash uh, cravat type thing to chuck on oh, nice. I, was, I was in theme oh, ha- and they said oh look are you enjoying playing the tournament what do you, what, what do you play off your handicap said oh I'm not 36. I don't have one officially so I said oh probably a 12 is about even I can shoot anywhere between 75 and 95 and they said okay 12 will do anyway oh. so I, the guy I partnered with he was on a 29 two oh, ball best ball good work and uh, we finished with a net 63 it's not bad. Yeah, not so bad two under the card. See, this is the thing. This is why I'm still hopeful of the Australian Open. I'm just going to say, just on the Ambrose huh? format, I'm just yeah. going to say on yeah, the yeah. Ambrose format, yeah, yeah, yeah. when there's seven par threes, yeah. it's pretty cool, the Ambrose format, because you get a couple of chances at the green. I had this crazy red-hot putting streak from holes eight through 12. I sunk five, like, 20 to 30 footers in a row. Whoa! Yeah. But when the fifth one went in, the lady who we were playing against it, I sunk it. It was the longest one on the lot, uphill double breaker, and it slotted. And I was just like, yeah, it's laughing. Mm. And the 18 man was sitting, oh, come on! <laughs> Yeah, you sandbagger. What is? I've never seen putting like this in my whole life. Wow. Five in a row. So I was on fire there. Very nearly got an eagle on a par four. It must have been an inch away from on rolling a par in. par four? Yeah. Good work. Must have just missed the hole. Oh, yeah, so two birdies. Two um, birdies. Did you see Lydia Coe, I think it was, uh, yeah. in the tournament last weekend? Right. She, on a second shot, she got an eagle on a par four, but she went in off, off somebody else's ball. Oh, snooker tactics. Snooker tactics, like indeed. It. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. good. But I highly recommend the Sandy Links course to anyone. If it did have two par fives as well, you'd probably be paying a hundred and thirty bucks around. That's the only reason I can think you know, only mu- pay forty five. I was going to say, wonder how much it is across the road. Well, you, you can't even get on unless okay, you're yeah. a member or invited or in uh, your all that stuff. Well, you, you have to wear trousers there. You can't wear shorts. Right. I've never yeah. seen you in shorts ever, Rob. I don't think you've got to be kidding me. Socially, I mean. So I, I wear shorts all the time. <laughs> Been a while. You've, you've just changed, uh, um, bloke B. We've got to um, bring one of your former bandmates into the Great fray. Great into the fray. Uh, he's yeah. in Atlanta. I'm just going to see... U.S. correspondent. The... U.S. correspondent. This is uh, Stevie Atkin. It's ringing, Rob. It's ringing. Stephen John ringing. Atkin. <laughs> is he there? I'm 
It's very early in Atlanta. I think it's about quarter to eight in the morning. Yeah. Hello? Oh, my word. Crikey, we're going straight live to air here, Stevie. <laughs> That's some high pressure. It's, it's, it's obviously the system's working. We had a bit of a blip with Toddy Goldsmith, where the uh, the computer oh, okay. didn't want to play ball. But you're straight on and straight on live. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, now with some yeah. sort of intro, I will just put a bit of a quick intro to this properly, Stephen. Ladies and gentlemen, a, a man I've known for in the realm of twenty five years. From my very first band that I met in Christchurch in nineteen ninety nine, my old band Revolver. He's a uh, one of the most explosive, ferocious. Shred- guitar players in the history of all music. <laughs> we played in the same band for about 10, 11 years, I think, before we decided to uh, become faux adults. And uh, Stephen got married and has moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and is now a music festival manager for the southern states across uh, the US. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, live from Atlanta, US correspondent Stephen John Akin, the greatest flanker in the history of Pukatabi rugby. Also known as Daz Panther, by the way. Daz Panther as well. (laughs) And also known as an activewear influencer, which I've taken up over COVID. Are you modelling the active wear? Well, I purchase it and I wear it in, in sort of you know strange circumstances. Yeah, it's not actually re- it's not requested by uh, retail retailers as such. This is more your own agenda. No, 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 and it's quite interesting when I do um, obviously hashtag my posts with active wear influencer is the uh, reactions I get from other influencers. Yeah, like um, Daryl Bodies Miami just said. Ooh, on my last post. <laughs> Just ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was a little bit offensive. Ooh, yeah. Yuck. There. Um, I thought I looked quite good. Now, Stephen, you recall uh, not too many shows ago, because by the way, Stephen is an avid yep. fan of this show. He's listened to probably every single oh, show say, we've can, ever done. Can I say congratulations, boys? Oh, Huge effort. 200s. Thank you. Thank you Amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it's taken us this long to get you on. Yeah, it's perfect timing, too. You wouldn't want me late at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been there before. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. So uh, you would recall I revisited um, the gig at Ashburton recently with the uh, beatboxing <laughs> Still, my kisses incident, no, and um, I still remember clearly after the guy yelled out, "You're an effing homo." Um, that uh, the look on your face was the the look of a, a wounded soul. Do you, do, you, do you recall this moment? Yeah, I do, but it, I totally I brought it on myself. I mean, who's beatboxing? Have you seen the size of my hands? I mean, come on! <laughs> it, was a, it was an interesting decision. One of many bad decisions, I think, that were made uh, in the years, probably nineteen ninety nine through two thousand four. I think that was just we're just trying to find ourselves, right? Yeah. I, I think I, one of the recollections was that old strip club we used to play at Illusions, Illusions, forcing you to sing uh, Limp Biscuit, and I, I did have I did have to sing Limp Limp Biscuit because I was the front man. He still Break does. Stuff. He still does. I think I still remember the lyrics. <laughs> it's just one of those days where you don't want to. Wake up, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. <laughs> is, that, um, is that Fred Durst? Is he uh, Limp Biscuit? He was, oh, he was. Okay. He certainly right. is. He is Big everything. Shorts. Big giant shorts. But, uh, Stephen, how's the political climate at this point in the US? Are you, are you on board? Are you, are you, are you woke? Are you, are you afraid of the woke? Or, or are you anti them? What are you doing? I don't know where to look, mate. I don't know what to do. I'm just a confused New Zealander in a crazy land. Okay. I um, I don't know where I sit. Um, as I say, I'm focusing on my active wear and my new hobby of yoga, which I've invented a form of yoga. Really? Whereas it, it's just me lying down on the mat. Um, my, 
my new move I'm trying to really push is the squash turtle because what it does to your underside. Um, it's good. It can put you in a, in a pretty good state. Okay. But, um, no, political-wise, I mean, thank God that guy's gone. Um, <laughs> Which guy? Both sides. Jumpy. We know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, crikey, I mean, you go from one election to the next election. These elections are electing everything. It's like um, it's not every sort of four years. It's a constant mm-hmm. thing. So it really put me through the ringer. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never, ever imbibe in liquor or, or booze uh, on election night again, that's for sure, because <laughs> it went on for two weeks. It just didn't stop. Speaking so, of that, have you actually left the house uh, in the last year, or are you still uh, sort of hovelling, or what are you doing there? No, nah, we're good now, yep, so I'm okay. double-vaxxed. I'm, as, the, as the kids are saying, right. I'm vaxxed and I'm waxed. <laughs> Which came I'm, first? I'm not actually waxed. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, Stevie's lower back, it was always an issue for him. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the doormat. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm out and about now, so the, the floodgates have really opened. I mean, um, music festivals uh, have made a comeback and okay. everyone wants to do it at the same time. Um, they didn't really stop. So Florida and, and Georgia here, you know, freedom was fighting the virus, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why our numbers were so good. <laughs> That's that the name of really Rob's cared, new but... album. <laughs> it's so true. But I, um, no, we took it really seriously and just, uh, I was so happy to get the second vac. So it befuddles me with people saying that they won't get it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, far out, you know, it's just, it's a bit crazy. But um, well, it's well, good to be out and function again. But I must admit, it, um, it's taking a while to get used to it. Well, what, what, Hobbies did you get out of COVID then besides active wear? Well, you sort of did active wear before COVID, let's be honest. You, you'd yeah, already no, been doing just, it for I some time. It, I took it to the next level, but I, I um, obviously the yoga's been a big thing lately. I, I brought myself a sauna online. Well, I okay. thought it was a sauna. <laughs> yeah. um, work out. I stuck it in my attic, but it actually came with two sets of instructions. The first was a sauna, and the second was a hydroponic uh, tent. Oh, for ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> what, what are the rules in Georgia so, on that regard? No, it's, it's illegal. I didn't grow anything. I used it as a sauna. Okay. Um, I, uh, I got really good at that. I, I got up to 45 minutes now at 130 good. degrees, so yep. I'm pretty proud of my sauna. Um, I'm actually I'm actually in it right now. Oh. <laughs> talking hey. to you guys. Do you know, um, you know there used to be a World Sauna Championships years ago? Oh, kidding me. But what Put happened was uh, some drunk Aussie decided to enter and cooked himself alive, and so they had to oh stop. God. They had to stop the World Sauna Championships. He was in Finland, obviously, where... What, uh, he actually died? He yeah. actually died in the World Sauna oh, Championships. Oh, that's yeah. determined, very determined. Well, he, he, must, got, have, he must have won then. Yeah. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that last roast chicken you see that's all that's just been there yeah. for days oh, no. and days? It's the one that, that's the, one the Wiley Coyote sees where the Roadrunner starts rotating on the spit, sort yeah. of like that. So, yeah, so you would you would have been in training for the World Sauna Championships, but it's uh, that's also illegal. Well, what can I do it because I'm in America? I can just say it's a world championship. You can you start it up your own one. Yeah. yeah, start up your own one. A, a rebel league. Yeah, <laughs> a rebel league. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that, that was it. Like saunas, and um, I'm creating a musical opera about um, a sex dwarf called Gary. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, um, how's the uh, cycling uh, pump classes going? Is that that all going pretty good? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, there's a thing called Peloton. Do you guys have it in Aussie? Well, I'm not familiar with there's Peloton, probably no. Probably Zwift or something here, I suppose. Okay, it's it's taken the world by storm here, and, um, yeah. you know, you buy a bike for thousands and thousands of dollars, etc. Well, I made a homemade one, and I okay. got the app <laughs> So it still works, but these people, oh, they have to be on drugs or something. They're the happiest people on planet Earth. Yeah. So you, you, you'll get up on a Monday to get on there, and they're all just, you know, their faces are just peeled up with a big smile. And, yeah, it, it does – it really helps – with the head, I think, but mm-hmm. um, it also makes me feel pretty bad inside because um, I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like them. I'm not loved. 
Have you so thought I just of maybe possessing next to my bike? Now we've inserted into the show with great vigor uh, story time with Rob. <laughs> Is there any stories that kind of you you might? I'm putting you on the spot. Are any stories that he may have forgotten that he really shouldn't have? Obviously, he's the youngest. We we kind of ruined his life. We stole him and then took him down this path. Sorry, Rob. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I was that. quite willing. I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, we, there's, there is a stack, but I thought, you know, more so we tried to change, you know, how you, know, you want to change names and give people cool names. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob was by far the, the best looking out of all of us and he had morals and he was a gentleman and everything. Uh, and we didn't really have much going compared to Rob. So, um, we wanted to change his name and bring him down to our level. So we, we thought, um, at first Perry, the pears, you know, his middle name, but we thought something a little bit more, you know, a bit more straight. We really wanted to call him throb, um, <laughs> Throb Briars, <laughs> and I think your listeners can really take that mm. on as well. You know, yeah. moving forward, and if you, is that we could really um, get that rolling would be quite good. He'd no, definitely quite, be that, that I have that. happily left behind. He would definitely what? be the bassist in Daz Panther and the Throb All Stars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All Stevie does is try to pretend that what would he says this himself? What would Rob play here? And that's what he tries to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there was one that I did think of. That. It's not necessarily a story, but it's a. Uh, I do recall no. at one point in the band we had just played with a band called the breaks here in melbourne so it was just a four piece at this point myself stevie matt and greg denser on drums and we played a show at um, the brunswick hotel with and there's these skinny kids called the breaks that were like 20 so we're all knocking on 30 yeah. at this point so we're basically the men amongst the boys and anyway we, we went back and dan total manager dan he wasn't really getting through to the booker anymore he'd stopped taking his calls a guy named dave smith of course who all oh. now is a good friend and we thought oh, that what God. had happened is that one of these skinny guys from the breaks had bad mouth our band well, this is what we heard to dave and so he wasn't taking our calls anymore because he said that we were rubbish so we sat down us for uh, five of us in a in the lounge and had a band meeting and the conclusion over a few beers at the end of this meeting is that we just need to start smashing them we just need to start punching these guys in the face these skinny weedy nerdy 20 year olds we're men we're big we're grown we've got we're athletic we've got muscles we can beat these guys up let's start smashing everyone this is the conclusion concluding insightful comment was um Punch them in the face, right? And that all. Let's get the band going. Places more, more physical violence. It sounds like there was a pretty prolific rider that night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, there wasn't. We, we yeah. tried to have a Christmas day. We all saved up our money when we were living together in Melbourne. There, and I got overexcited and fell on a rock and spent it my Christmas watching Caddyshack and the EMT. And the poor nurse said to me, "That's why we don't get to have a Christmas. You ruin it for all of us." Fell on a rock. Oh, Which part of the anatomy rock. made contact with the rock? My head. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that was that That's Christmas time? Was it? That was good stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm. I got so excited. Okay. You know, I love Christmas. Okay. What's happening on the music scene over there in uh, in the states at the moment? Is anyone carrying the um, the flag of, of old school rock that can we can we can be proud of? Um, I'm probably not leaning towards those blokes from Detroit. What are they called? You know the Led Zeppelin cover band. What oh, are they oh, oh god, that horrible young guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the the whiny. Yeah, jeez, crikey. Now, I mean, um, this stacks, man. Mm. I'm just I'm sick of seeing inside um rock stars' bedrooms, though. You know, okay, I'm seeing all these sort of uh, COVID etc. But mm. no, I mean, I've been loving um. There's a band called the OCs. Fantastic band. I just can't wait to go out and see them. Yeah, it's right. Gonna, there's a lot of people, and it'd be the same over because you guys have just sort of opened up lightly, right? 
Uh, nah, it's we're it's basically it's pretty much back to normal. There's a, the occasional nice. like one or two day lockdown if one case pops up somewhere, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like today. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, was, you guys are in the clear. You're absolutely fine. Um, no, but I think it's that and just seeing um the whole theme that's been running around in the music industry is, and I think it's a little bit loose, but it is the Roaring Twenties, right? Is uh, that's what they think. We're just gonna be careful about a whole lot of cowboys trying to make a quick buck because uh you can put a, a pet rock on stage at the moment and people. <laughs> are going to turn up to it and have a good time. Is that why yeah. Stephen, I'd like to buy your rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Simpsons it, is, it is good. Yeah. Give me a couple more festivals and I'll be, um, woe is me, yeah. getting too old for this stuff. Is that the uh, reason why uh, Scar Punk is uh, flying at the minute in the States? Yeah, yeah. That's why any, any, yeah, anything goes, even Scar. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Beefy. We love it. No, but I think that, you know, what we are seeing is a big revival of, like, really bad 80s music, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of nostalgic. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd I'd miss the Pet Shop Boys, but, you know, (laughs) it's good to hear it. Nobody said that. But I'm the same as well. Hey, one thing you might enjoy is a friend of ours, Kev Lyman, Beefy, who does used to run the Vans Walk Tour. Oh, He's got a podcast out now as well. Oh, okay. And and great stories about the scar scene and stuff too. We we just have to Um, say RIP to Mr. Vans as well, who passed away on the weekend. I know. Bloody sad, eh? He's 90. 91, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And uh, look, in all fairness, I think the old Vans Warped Tour will probably, the way things are going, will probably make a massive comeback very, very soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it will as well. I mean, as I say, there's, there's so many opportunities. It's going to be awesome. But when are we going to, so when are we going to see you guys back over here? When's the next um, 365 going to happen? Oh, we're going we're gonna to see you around the world again? We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you as well. I'm not sure about Rob, but uh, <laughs> yeah. who knows? In fact... Weirdly enough, on tonight's show is uh, one of the stars of our mm. pilot TV Charlie show. Charlie Mason Andrews. The unofficial world jousting champion, mm. Charlie Mason Andrews. He's oh, going to be no on the show way, later, yes. yes. Stevie, I'm just wondering about the clock no. for a, a moment again. Have you yeah. have you caught any uh, Georgia Swarm games lately? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I need to. I need to up my game and, and get out and see some. I yeah. actually. Uh, I tried to Google them before. <laughs> I couldn't find them. <laughs> I hope they're okay. Uh, they were world the champions. La- yeah, I know. They're doing good. No, I've got to follow that up. We've got to get back out there. Um, I still because I still haven't really latched on to you know outside of basketball and baseball. Haven't really latched on to any other American sports. So I'm have to make lacrosse my own. Is there a push um, for the uh, the Braves to change their name, seeing as you're in Atlanta? Yeah, I think there's there, there's always that as an undercurrent. We'll see what happens. I it would take a lot, I assume. But uh, pretty sure they changed. You know, they, they got rid of some of the bla- there's some blatantly bad branding. They like was it the um, <laughs> the Indians? Uh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah, they've the Cleveland dropped, Indians. They've dropped, they've dropped yeah. their name, and obviously the Washington Redskins are now the uh, Washington Football yeah, Team. It. Surely yeah, the Braves. Are, the Braves isn't different. really negative though, is it? The Braves is, in no. my opinion, is respectful. Yeah, I mean, who knows, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> you just no, if, no comment. Do how often, Steve? Be honest. When you're in boardroom meetings at work, how often do you just yeah. have to go with the mouth closed, no comment? When daily? Well, you know what the best thing is daily. Being a Kiwi, no, I just talk real fast and confuse people, <laughs> and no one understands what I'm saying. They just grin and go, "Yeah, that's cool." So, like when that sort of stuff comes up, I go, and they think I have a a really valid point, and b that I'm positive about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do just wax over. It's more the age thing now as well. It's getting old. Has Mo's and Joe's um, reopened, your local bar there? That that didn't close, mate. It didn't close? (laughs) Just Just kept charging. PBR's all around. (laughs) 
it just kept going. No, yeah, absolutely. They they didn't close. A lot of places didn't, man. Like they just, it's all guided. Like it was do what the CDC uh, recommends, and that was basically the ethos. Um, so there were some places that just didn't. Uh, yeah, pretty mind blowing. Mm. Uh, considering when you look at the news and you see the numbers, and the CDC is two kilometres up the road from me, the hub mm. of it. But um, it was mind blowing. I mean, this time last year, we didn't know. Um, same for you guys as well. But we just didn't know what was going to happen. We couldn't mm. see any wood through the trees. So it feels good to be kind of on the other side and now, bring it on. Now, I don't want to hear anything else about it anymore. Uh, what What's the next number you're working on for uh, the Six Dwarf uh, Opera Project, Rock Opera Project? <laughs> Well, okay, so what, what was his name again, Gary, sorry? Gary. 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 Okay. Gary. Gary's, Gary's been sort of, you know, it was Gary Potter. He's been up to Mordor and he lost his, his life partner in the volcano now, who was actually half man, half eagle. So okay. he's done that. He was getting, who was getting chased yeah. by Michael Jackson? Um, Gary is. So that's okay. the thriller in Manila. He yeah. gets chased and then... He meets up with his half eagle life partner yeah. on the volcano, but loses him there. Like so in the same thinking, spot where, like Frodo, lo- had his finger bitten yeah, off around yeah, the same yeah, spot. Yeah, inside the chasms yeah, of Mount Doom, much. not just like on the your side. Yeah, in the chasms. Yeah. yeah. So we do that, and then and then leading into the so third one, I'm thinking tropical. I'm okay. thinking he's made it off the mountain, the mm. volcano, and he just wants a bit of R and R. So we're going full yacht rock. Okay, so he has, he's going to have to go well beyond the Shire to get to tropical. I mean, you, you're getting sort of yeah, English eagles, countryside. The eagles. Oh, they've got some, yeah, they've got some work. So you basically want to go to the eastern part of Game of Thrones or something, get the tropical vibe going there. Yeah, yeah, so I want to shake up different sort of medieval things. Okay. Um, And also, yeah, and then end up, I don't know, somewhere, Cosby Show or something. Yeah. That would be a real turn for the books. I mean, but it's also the the fear factor never really leaves. I mean, gosh. um, (laughs) Gary Sexdorf, we've got Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby. They're lining up, really, aren't Mm. they? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolf Harris um, for the sequel. There seems to be a lot going on in this musical. No as much as uh, what was going on in Gus. Gus, <laughs> that I haven't seen that. I gotta watch that. It's amazing. That's a good review. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, I really, really had a good thing about that one. I was basically, yeah, the reviews are basically this is what happens in this film. Yeah, <laughs> and it's normally something uh, utterly ridiculous, um, like a, you- an ass <laughs> kicking a football yeah, for a, yeah. the California Adams. <laughs> 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 How, how's um the the worst song in the world? I, I see you've sort of gone down that that uh the Star Spangled Banner route as of late. You know, well, some been really showing bad, some bad um, anthems. Yeah, anthems. that's been a part of it. But there's always a, normally a feature song as well. Today we're just revisiting some old classics. So we've already had the second Greyhound song. Yeah, Perth Pitbull so will be coming up a bit later. Yeah, uh, where would we be nice. without a B? We'll Certainly, no doubt get a run. Yeah, some of the classics that we like to uh, like to live by. Are we going to get any stats? Singing the Miami Marlins. Oh, yeah. oh we can we can certainly now, bring that back. Unbelievably, yeah. when I was putting the uh, the the music together for tonight's show, that song yeah. has now become folklore. It's been it, everyone's covering it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I found a band that were in Alabama that that played that song six times during a gig. Six played the same <laughs> one six times. Got Step Marlins. Oh, they played it six times during one of their oh, own hang on. gigs. They played it live as a band, or they just played it in the no, break. They played it basically in between every song. They just broke back into it. Wow. Yeah. How could Scott Step ever have seen that happening? I know. 
That's it, quite unbelievable. It has become an absolute. It's it's a meme of its of its own song. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. It's another. It's a whole it other realm. It's a beautiful composition. Surely <laughs> Gary it. can end up there at some point. Gary the oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to take. That's you know. I really got to. You realise you should you should quality. now change the half man half eagle to half man half Marlin mm. and oh, just bang in yes. Marlin's yeah, yeah. will soar and make sure that yeah. your version of Scott Stapp is not the current one where he's got his head bounced straight again. Make sure he's when he's wasted and he's an insane okay. alcoholic coked up Christian who's what's, what's actually the songwriting split on is, this? You guys get thirty? Okay, yeah, I think split. so. Cool. Oh, look, I think we we'll get, we'll get twenty five each. You can have fifty because you have to you have to play most of it and put most of the work. You have to do the leg work. I watched, I watched So I Married an Ex Murderer that Mike, uh, Mike Myers. Uh, yeah, and it's got that. Is he Australian? No, eh? that the actor. God, what's his name? Plays his mate Anthony Para. I don't know, but he's a, he's a dead ringer for Scott Stapp. Had the goatee and everything. I'm I can't say. picture this What's... man. I haven't seen Sorry Man uh, Next Murderer for twenty years. I reckon. I'm not sure it was much up to much. Was it was it worth, really worth watching? Is it is it uh, reviewable? Yeah, yeah it was, it's good. It's good. It's just it's weird looking at Mike Myers here. Okay, he's a bizarre looking man. Anthony yeah. Lapaglia. Oh, really? Anthony Lapaglia. Okay. Yeah. Isn't it? He was, exactly wasn't he in the there. West Wing or something? Well, didn't he? That's how he made his name. I can't mm-hmm. even remember what what show he uh, he made his own. Yeah, he's he's a character actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's born in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Now, see, this is, a, this, this is an important one because uh, you're obviously living in at Atlanta. Yep. The Walking Dead's filmed largely in that region. Um, mm-hmm. We've been through an apocalyptic type of time. You must have at some point yeah. had a good thing about what you might do if there was a zombie-style apocalypse and you had to survive. Have you got a strategy in place for that? Uh, fetal position? <laughs> fetal? Um, give up. Where's the fight? Basements. Yeah, just give up. I'm not too sure. I've got to think more about that. Basements, um, did you say? Um, that that's not a long term, uh, not long term one at all. Because Rick, Rick Grimes' house is just around the a couple of blocks from you, you know. Yeah, he's just around the corner. Um, yeah. so is that uh, big? What's the big the terminus? Oh yeah. I go to the coast, man. I, I go to the coast. I yeah. to the coast. Why don't they get on a boat? But yeah, they they do. There is a, the there is a bit side, of a, you know? the ocean side there on the coast. It does mean you can yeah, only get hit from one side, so that's a oh, worthwhile. Strategy. I know what I do first. There's all those. You know, America's got these incredibly huge giant sports stores just full of guns, etc. <laughs> Dicks. There's one down the Dicks. road. Like, Dicks sporting go goods. There. The best, yeah, go the, the best weapon without doubt. A samurai, a, a samurai sword is without doubt the best weapon. Okay. You reckon? E- easily. You're not out of ammunition with a gun. And they make noise. I get a flamethrower. That'd be rad. Okay, just a big old flamethrower. Okay, right. Just sort of throw that out there because it's in your region, you know. Yes. Mm. No, no. I would. I, I would. I'd go to the Cabela's or Dicks straight into the Dicks. Get get gunned up. Yeah. You want to see that? There's 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 a lot of people ha- have been prepped here already for the world's end. So okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised. No doubt. Probably supplies everywhere, <laughs> backyards everywhere. Well, Stevie, thanks for no. jumping on the call. It's been absolutely brilliant. We we should definitely now we know how to work the technology. We should definitely get. On more often, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'll be a bit more prepped. Oh, politi- you'll be a anecdotes. political correspondent. Like, yeah. um, as soon as anything <laughs> happens, I want to you be there. You got your nose to the grindstone. Is that the air no. to the air to the ground? Yeah. Air to the ground, yeah. air to the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Nose to the grindstone means it's about, he's, about hard working. He's working, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's definitely, definitely not, not doing that. Yeah, yeah. No. We okay. wish you but, all the best with the new release about Gary the uh, Poison Sex yes. Horse with his half man, half Marlin, Eagle God. Kevin Costner star Waterworld mm. type deal. Yeah. Yep. Oh um, God, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm just writing these down. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So we will check in with you sooner rather than later, definitely, because uh, it's be been great. an absolute ball. We'll have to get you to think of some uh, revolver stories that we can have story time with Stevie. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just the therapist can get it out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Well, so I just hey hey guys, just big big thanks again and congratulations. Your podcast <laughs> means a lot to me during during lockdown. In all seriousness, it was nice to hear your voices oh, and some form of sanity and stuff. So um, yeah. keep it up. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Well, cool. no, we we thank you for that, and we do appreciate your support because it's nice to have uh, one listener. <laughs> In the meantime, tell you what we're going to do. You can stay on the line. You can listen to this. Is it? Are you ready? Half oh. man, half Marlin. <laughs> half Scott. Let's Cheers, Cheers, man. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make oh. us proud. <laughs> Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan and this is 365 Days of Sport. Balderdash! 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 It's a fun game. Oh, it's a fun game, all right! <laughs> Back from the dark depths. Oh, uh, well, after last A resurrection. It is a resurrection. After last week's nil-nil in Sporting <laughs> Gladiators, I decided that uh, we should play Sporting Balderdash because at least somebody will win, probably. 
<laughs> if you don't know what spotting Balderdash is, people, it's a game where we uh, we basically give each other five yeah. sporting names, and we've got to decide whether they're real or fake, whether they actually exist or whether mm. they're figments of our imagination. That's right. So it is best to five again. We're just going to get straight into it because we've still got guests to come, Rob. We certainly have. All right, my number one, Redemption Shots. Five-star college baseball recruit from South East Missouri. Shots is a high school Golden Glove winner that boasted an incredible .501 batting average before the high school season was cancelled due to COVID. Redemption Shots. Well, it's a ridiculous name. Where's Missouri, did you say? Uh, South East Missouri. Um, I don't reckon you could make that up. I reckon it's true. No, I did make oh. it up, Rob. Sorry about that. Damn it. So redemption shots doesn't exist. All right. Oh, Rob. Ready? Huh? Sorry. What? I forgot. What? That, um, no, we should play this now. Because this is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I, you're doing a highlights reel. I forgot about this. Oh, yes. The whole, Dick whole point. Dick Felt. Nate Bates. Nate Bates. Otherwise known as Nate the Skates. Dean Windass. A regular exponent of wind from his ass. First name, Dean. Racist. (laughs) Apparently, he was happy to compete with all variety of ethnicities. (laughs) Lesbian. (laughs) He's a a Dutch shot putter. Liz did not win a medal, but she was definitely a woman. <laughs> Martha Farqua. <laughs> a brief stint with the US volleyball team. Uh, Martha ended up totally living up to her name and became a stockbroker. Art Hole. <laughs> In later years, Art ended up developing his own studio hub for pursuers of the arts. <laughs> Tane Tedanus. Mouldy name? Yeah, Tane. Cannonball Titcomb. <laughs> he had blonde hair. Full stop. <laughs> That's it, he had blonde hair. Yeah. Moron. <laughs> Half a season in before he was sent back to the miners. Apparently, he wasn't all that bright. <laughs> Richard Wad was a Canadian wrestler. <laughs> he had a son what and gave, son's name? gave him the Inuit name Say. <laughs> Say what? Say what? Stew Pidtwat. I didn't even, even understand what you said. Wait on. Um, Richard's Richard's sons come in. Stew. Stew. Stu, what? Stew Pidtwat. Stew Pidtwat. Yeah. Uh, Stew was an English golfer from 1926 to 1938. At which point he was conscripted to the English Navy and tragically uh, died early in World War Two. Oh, did he? Sergeant Pidtwat. Yeah. <laughs> Peter File. <laughs> Laugh all you want. Peter was a New Zealand weightlifter in the 1982 Commonwealth Games, finishing an honourable fourth. Demon Goal. Demon Goal. 
KFC. <laughs> Phil Collins. Molly Yester. Molly, normally known as Mole. <laughs> Ant Semite. Sven Eleven. Jack Cass. Yoda Water. Because <laughs> I got McD. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Bruce Banner. Clark Kent. Peter Parker. Dali Lama. Grey Bow. <laughs> Don't look at New, me like that New when Ze- you say New, New Zealand Lawn Bowls legend of the 1990 Commonwealth Games in Auckland who won gold. Risa Ard. <laughs> Retired? R- Risa Ard. Risa so, was... The strange thing is, Gav, eventually one of these is going to be true. God, <laughs> yeah. no one's buying a word of it. No. <laughs> so there's a bit of history of Rob's sporting bowl that yeah. gold there. Yeah, some good stuff in there. There was. And do we carry on now? Back yeah. live. Back this live. Back live, people. Yeah. I forgot I put that together. Gina Tonic. Gina Tonic is. Uh, she was the first great Czech female chess player. Uh, with a career spanning from 1958 to 1976, uh, when unfortunately she succumbed to complications through sustained alcohol abuse. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gina Tonic. Yeah. I might add that one to the uh, <laughs> showreel there for you, Rob. Well, you can't if it's true. If She, she might have been Tomich. Although Cannonball Titcomb was true. Was re- real, yeah. yeah. As was Dick Felt. Dick Felt was real. Mm. Um, I'm going to say no, Rob. Okay, so you're up 2-0. Up 2-0. Oh, yeah, I forgot we get one each, don't we? 2-0. All right, then. Jordan White Frisbee. University of Washington offensive lineman. The son of Jay White... And Julie Frisbee. He didn't get drafted, and he now owns a dock and float building construction business in Seattle. False. No, Jordan White Frisbee is real. 3-0. Daryl Licht. He's from Deramit. Was a poker player on the Vegas high rollers scene until one night he rolled way too high, and on one of his many debaucherous coked-up benders, he fell from the roof of the MGM Grand, dying instantly. Police said the death of Derelict was not at all circumspect. Right, really? And he's from Deramut. <laughs> oh, I would uh, lean on this, but I don't think Daryl Licht is real. He's not real, uh, oh, BB. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. 4-0. Looks like someone might win. Yeah. yeah. All right. For me, uh, Spanky McCartney. Spanky McCartney. NASCAR driver from Louisiana from the 80s who raced over 100 races across a nine-year career. Spanky only ever finished 31 races and made the top 10 twice. Spanky's now clerk of the course at Twin City Motorsports Park in Monroe, Louisiana. False. It is false, yes, Rob. You're on the board. I've got one on the board. Spanky McCartney doesn't exist. It does have that sort of southerny nicknamey thing going for yeah, a minute there. Louisiana. Speaking of which. Yep. Condor Flashpants. <laughs> Condor Flashpants. Little known understudy to Evil Knievel, Condor Flashpants spent his entire career trying to outdo Knievel unsuccessfully until one hot August night in 1976, leaping eight extra tow trucks further than Knievel was able to in his leap. Flashpants was found dead the next morning, choked to death on a chicken wing. As a show of respect, Knievel licked Condor Flashpants's coffin in one clean pounce to lift the spirits of Flashpants's funeral mourners. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I wish Condor Flashpants was real. 
Oh, I wish he was real. Right? I'm making that into something. I Condor wish... Flashpants. That is what awesome. a name. What a that, name. That's a character. Stevie's listening, <laughs> they... and he's, thinking, he's Stevie's now writing that down. Condor going... Flashpants. Oh, he's great, Condor yeah, yeah. Flashpants. That's a great one. I don't think Condor's real, Rob. I, I wish he was. <laughs> he's not. Oh, that's brilliant. My penultimate one. Chief Kicking Stallion Sims Jr. Chief Kicking Stallion Sims. Chief Kicking Stallions Sims Jr. Seven for one basketball. Oh, so his name is Sims Jr. No, his first name's Chief. Yeah. His surname is Kicking Stallion Sims. Okay. Junior. Seven for one basketballer who went undrafted from the Alabama State University. He's played in the Romanian, Cypriot, and Saudi Arabian leagues and is now playing in Mexico. False. You're never going to believe this, Rob. Oh, what sort of ridiculous name Chief is that? Chief Kicking Stallion Sims Junior. His dad is Chief Kicking Stallion Sims. Six well, oh, this is a pasting. Nobby Ballbag. <laughs> Yes. Uh, son of Nancy and Robbie Ballbag. Yeah. Nobby Ballbag was the pioneer of the first ever international hamster racing meet in Decatur, Alabama, 1981. He kept a huge compound of hamsters in his training shed and used a special blend of aged manchego cheese, which would make the hamsters absolutely bonkos and act like possessed rabid beasts the hamsters would rampage toward this cheese making them effortlessly lightning quick and a sure thing to take out the international contest (laughs) unbelievably nobby managed to leave a decent portion of manchego in his pocket and the entire fleet of hamsters burst clear of the cage and nobby ball bag was ravaged by the psychotic hamsters balls first (laughs) He was never seen again, oh, still going. and his memory now only lives on in the tournament in the now biannual hamster racing tournament, of which the winner receives the Nobby Ball Bag Trophy. Manchego cheese is officially banned from the event. <laughs> officially, oh. Oh, it just comes that's, to me, Beefy. That's brilliant. I wrote I that. that. It's just, um, that, uh, just a, it's, it's true, of course. Is that false, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everything except the Manchego cheese. Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was, so nubby, it was Colby. Nubby ball bags, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, my last one. Ish Wee Wang, Korean gymnast that narrowly missed a medal in the vault at the Rio Olympics. That's ish. False. It's no one call me Ish. Yeah, it's false. Yeah. Um, that sounds Indian-ish. It's not going to be ish, Korean. Inch. It was meant to be inch. I don't know why I've written ish here. Well, I'll get my last one out the way. Dolores Vajskank. <laughs> Uh, Dolores was an Icelandic big game fishing phenomenon. Of course she was. uh, By all accounts. And uh, it was not uncommon for Dolores to dive headfirst into the uh, freezing Icelandic waters and take on any seafaring flipper bare hand. Uh, Standing six foot three and 350 pounds, she was a physically intimidating woman, be it land or sea. (laughs) Then she died of a vaginal infection. Really? Yeah. Thanks, mate. And that's probably the reason why we don't play this anymore. (laughs) That's what she died of. (laughs) True or false? Oh, I forgot about that bit. I don't think she's from Iceland, Rob. I don't think so. Apart from that. Um, You're just picking out that, again, that one little thing gives it away, doesn't it? that's right. Yeah. There's no big game fishermen in Iceland. Come on, Rob, play the game properly. all these people died. Oh, I know. That's unbelievable. Right, what we've got to do now, because we ain't got long to go. I I could do this all night, and we do every Tuesday for some reason. We're going to do this. Losers complain, champions train, and when the chips are down, you give them everything you got, and if that's enough, then hell Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, my, my first glance glanced off. Um, you know, that, that falls under shit happens. Um, you know, not, not every pass goes your way, not every whatever, but that right there, kids, is why you keep on. You fight till the end. That's you it. play every game to the last second, and you make every match and every pass to the last run. Right. It's 90% mental, anything yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's rugby, jousting, it. golf, uh, fighting, MMA. Guys, yeah. You know, MMA thing, oh, so barbaric. No, it's actually in human chess yeah, yeah. with a lot of pain involved. Yeah, it's human chess <laughs> with a lot of pain involved, Rob. I believe. I believe anything this man says. You should do, because he's on the line. Our favourite jouster in the whole world. Probably our favourite man in the whole world. Here he is, the unofficial world jousting champion, Charlie Andrews. Welcome, sir. How the devil are you? Oh, man, I am fantastic. How are you? <laughs> Absolutely great to hear your well, voice. It is great to hear his I'm voice. A, I'm, a, I'm, more, I'm more excited to get back to snapping necks and cashing checks now that the... <laughs> pandemics released us to joust again oh mate well you well you defeated covid successfully i mean you you, you spat that thing out like it was nothing oh absolutely obliterated it <laughs> i'm sure you did can you catch covid in a suit of armor no but covid could catch an ass whooping <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic so the jousting world is back on track you're back in training obviously the the snapped leg is recovered COVID's defeated. Um, how are we feeling, Charlie? Are we feeling? I mean, you're optimistic, regardless. Obviously, always, the, yeah. always. But the, the, it must be well, even. Uh, the sun must be beaming even brighter now as we move in toward uh, summertime. It actually is. Uh, COVID for me it was a blessing. It actually allowed my body to finally heal after 20 years of breaking everything in it and never really having time to heal because you're right back at it every year and. And, and you're out there jousting pretty much every weekend all year long. So uh, we were able to get the horses all rested up and some young ones trained up and get some new guys going and repair all our equipment. And it just been great. And uh, now we're ready to get back at it. Uh, here in the States, everything's pretty much opened back up for a lot of our shows. So we start jousting next, next month at a PRCA rodeo here in Harriman, Utah. Then we head out to Sheridan, Wyoming, and then just kind of go from there. Uh, we may be getting up to uh, Canada this, this year uh, in November at the Agribition in Regina, which is a really big show. So we're super excited. We're really happy that, you know, things have gotten better. And obviously our prayers go out to everybody that's been affected by COVID. You know, it, it's a real thing. People really got sick. Some people died. You know, it is what it is. We're just happy that uh, things can get back to normal. Yeah, well, with that in mind, obviously, you've had, I think you told me, 14 months without any shows. So what's it going to be like, pardon the pun or the uh, cliche, what's it going to be like getting back on the horse? Oh, <laughs> I, I will tell you what, if you didn't have an appreciation or love for what you do, take 14 months and sit around doing nothing, and you sure will. Uh, so I can't be more excited. Um, you know, I, I don't care if I get unhorsed or get to unhorse somebody or whatever it is, man. Just the fact that we'll actually get to do it again is worth its weight in gold. So, you know, and I still want to travel. I still want to get over to Australia. I've got a, a few people over there I want to have a, a jousting match with, you know, and then uh, my uh, jousting career will be complete. <laughs> well, I managed to catch up with uh, Philip Leach and Charlie Marisma when they had the, the kind of the world lightweight championships and they were both asking about you and when you were going to come and beat them up. Oh, fantastic. Well, they, well there you go. So I guess that's I guess that makes it a date. I guess we'll, uh, 
I guess we'll put that together then. <laughs> that is uh, definitely on my bucket list. And, you know, I just want to be really clear because a lot of people get confused. You know, a lot of times we get heated up or we get talking about things or, you know, you got different people that are in different groups that have never been around you or met you or whatever. And it's like, you know, you get these rivalries or whatever and and uh you know my thing's always been this i don't really care about oh world champion world this world whatever you know this organization's that what hey man meet me in the list and if you can kick my ass good on you and if you can't then i guess we know who's the man right that's my thing i i, I don't really care people could talk all the shit they want but until you get in the list and we joust i don't even want to hear it and if you don't even want to do that then you ought to just take a big gulp and shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that before somewhere. <laughs> oh, no, no. We've heard very similar talk. Do you still like New Zealanders much more than Australians? Is that still the way? Brother, you know it. Come on now. Are you being serious? Was that a real question? <laughs> you know, Charlie, I do often think back to our, our first meeting. The ignorance on my behalf of who I was talking to, I had no idea. Talk about being thrown in the deep end. Um, I thought I was going up for a nice, friendly interview, and then uh, at times was feeling for my uh, physical well-being. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? That, that was like love at first sight. That was the best interview I've ever had. <laughs> I think you thought I was some kind of hipster. You were paying out my plaid button-up shirt or whatever else and all this sort of stuff. Well, I mean, okay, if we're being honest, I thought you were a boy that liked boys, and you probably did some. You probably did some modeling for Abercrombie and Fitch or something. And that's how you got the kid. Um, oh, very, very good. I thought that from I'm the like, start as well, Charlie. Yeah, I was like, this guy's got to be. He, he's one of those kids that that did the Calvin Klein ads on the billboards when he was younger. <laughs> Funnily enough, at the time, I think about it because I I do keep an eye uh, eye on uh, social media, and I do see things that you post. And at that time, I was leaning a little bit left because this is before I realized the insanity of the wokeism and I think you could sense it coming around that time and I wasn't quite aware of it but in the last four or five years I tell you I'm, I'm on your team this has gone crazy man what's what's going on in this country of yours boy I will tell you what I love you and I love you for saying that because I've got a lot of heat for back then when we met and all that. You know, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. I was the odd man out. I was the only one still fighting for freedom. And, you know, we're not it's, we're not all as big a mess as the left or the or the media wants to portray. I travel all over the United States all year long. Things aren't nearly as bad as, as they try to put out in the media and everything else. You know, I'm, are there bad people? Of course there are. Are there, are there bad people in, in any different kind of group? Of course there is, but they're not the majority. The majority of people are good, kind, loving people that care about their fellow man. And I don't care what country you're from or what race you are, or what religion you believe in or what God you pray to or whatever. At the end of the day, I'd say 90% of people are genuinely good human beings. Mm-hmm. And then you got the 10% that are effing it up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that, that message isn't going to sell themselves in the newspapers. Exactly right, brother. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Well, same thing. Same thing. And, I, and I've, I've, uh, changed my ways and and been a kinder gentler charlie these days you know back when you ran into me you know it was it was kind of the heat of the moment man I, mm-hmm. I, i'd already put up with like 10 years of everybody talking crap and not wanting to get in there and back it up mm-hmm. and uh i kind of had just lost my patience with it and mm-hmm. i just didn't have that ability to talk nicely about people who want to run their mouth you know what i mean mm-hmm. no, I, know what I, wasn't, I wasn't able to 
I wasn't able to do that at the time you ran into me. Yeah. uh, Oh, I I even, I try to distance myself from stuff. I've stopped watching the news. I I try to stay away from political conversations and because I just hear the same rhetoric being peddled over and over. And and if you dare to challenge it, you'd seem to get ostracized and, and it's, it's, it's it's everywhere. Absolutely. Because second, you don't go along with it or whatever. Then they just label you with all their, isms. all their, you know, yeah, you're, you're homophobic, you're racist, you're, I mean, you're you're whatever it is they want to call you. If you just simply don't agree, if you're just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not really cool with that. Like, I'm not saying I hate it or I hate you. Or I'm gonna you know do terrible things to you. I just don't agree. Oh, really? But you're a Nazi. You're this. You're whatever it is, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, is that how we're gonna do this? Okay. Well, anyway, we'll you get know, back on some positive something. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, you gotta ruin everything. <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, weirdly enough, I watched our pilot show that we made that you are the kind of the star of it was an amazing day when we we met you at the sherwood forest fair obviously rob's hit the nail on the head we we didn't know what to expect and we kind of by accident bumped into you but what a day that turned out to be and the pilot show that rob put together with your featuring and everything else and and your insight into the world like rob has just come back to i mean it made the show and we got to thank you for that Oh, well, thank you. I'm, that's very humbling. I appreciate that. Kind words. And uh, yeah, it was an honor. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, that's why I've always been very supportive, even from back then. Like, I mean, I mean, I know we give Rob grief, man, but I love Rob. Rob's, <laughs> Rob's a good dude, a good soul, man. And I really appreciate him. And uh, and of course, I love you. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who doesn't? You're my, you're my guy, man. You're my guy, man. From the womb to the tomb. But I've got to point out as well the uh, the deal we made. If you remember, you made an offer to Rob to do a one off jest with Rob. So when you come to Australia, we're going to make that happen. Well, that hang on. Now, no, no, that there's some pretty key information that's been missing from that right there. Now, at the time, I was five years younger. I was probably a bit thinner than I am now, but I was uh, I was also dead flat broke. <laughs> I'm slightly better off now than I was. They're not not way better, but I had an asking price of fifteen grand. That's probably nearer a hundred now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I said at the time, if you watch the tape, it says that was the pauper rate. If I'm a pauper, uh, okay. then it's fifteen grand. Later on, it might go up if I've got more money. And lo and behold, not that I'm rolling in it by any means. <laughs> so you heard that, Charlie? We will we will do a go for me the hundred grand. And when you're in Australia, we're getting Rob on a horse. All, all I can say is we could easily raise a hundred grand in probably ten minutes. If they know we're going to put a Nancy boy Calvin Klein model on a horse and end, and end him in one pass. Uh, okay, well, two fifty is what I mean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> especially when we throw in that he was a hardcore liberal when I met him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, we can't wait for that to happen, to be honest. Are you looking at, uh, I mean, I know you used to play rugby and you've done a bit of MMA stuff. Is that out the window after the broken yep. leg now? Uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take another MMA fight, but I, grappling's gotten really big now. And so they're having a lot of big grappling tournaments, the jujitsu tournaments. And so I'm looking at June 12th as uh, we have a tournament up in Boise, Idaho, one of the Naga IBJJF tournaments. So I've been, now that I'm finally healthy, like finally, like actually back to hundred percent, I'm actually thinking about 
during that tournament, just one more and then maybe be done then, you know. I, so, you know, my thing is, as long as you can still do it, whatever it is, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. I mean, so, so the leg is you can actually, you, you can run you with all your weight on at the moment. Oh, yes, sir. Like, it's, oh, it's amazing. Right, like, it's, okay. It's, and it's literally been in this last probably two months that it's actually finally completely healed, like completely strong again, you know, and I give all that. So all these people, with all these asses you've been whipping for the last 10 years, 15 years, they have never even faced charlie at full throttle it's always been as you know 70 80 percent so now the, ever, there's a whole yeah, new ever. this is a resurrection ever yeah it is and uh saving my horses man they've always been tired and worn out you know we're traveling all year long they're getting ground down and it's like now everything's as strong and as ready as we could possibly be it's, it's actually yeah a resurrection man it's a rebirth for sure like uh-huh. uh I mean, I even had that. I even had that happen while I was hanging out with COVID. Um, I got baptized. I don't know, like six yeah, months ago. That. And so that's, is that that's the, is that Mormon? Yep, LDS Church. Yep. Okay. I'm only saying that I'm more man than anybody to get to listen to me now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> does does that just give you the right to have lots of wives now or well the good news is now i can have them they'll, they'll be mine i've had lots of wives they just weren't mine <laughs> oh i'm glad it's midnight here tell you now now charlie every time i meet people and we end up talking about 365 days of sport and things i, I always mention you i always come back to this one phrase and i've got it tattooed across my back and it just says people live their lives by t-shirt slogans and bumper stickers that is the foundation of my dna amen brother <laughs> i remember that to the core amen that's right that is a fact that is my foundation can i just ask you in the big charlie mason andrews voice to repeat that for all our listeners and i just want to hear it one more time from the lips of the man oh absolutely People try to live their lives by bumper stickers or cliche slogans or something. Uh, Anthony Robbins or one of those cats that does motivational speaking, tell them, you know, a, a real catchy slogan. I truly believe every one of those things and they are the core of my DNA. They are the foundation that I live by, period. Oh, it's just oh, it's so a rhythm. Charlie, I just want to say this one thing. I'd kick your ass at golf. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. I just got done playing. Oh, you're kidding me. 36 holes yesterday, man. You are on. Oh, yes. Now we're on. Now we're talking. So day one is the jousting. Day two is golf. I think yeah, only only one guy's going to get round. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you, if you can't drive over 300 yards, you better stay on the porch. Uh, well, I can, so uh, I'll, I'll see you out there. What a weekend this is going to be! By the I'll way, I, I, I shot 75 to six weeks ago, so just not since. <laughs> oh, oh, did you, mate? Did uh, you? Uh huh. 75 for 18 holes. Wow. Don't try and tell me for nine holes. <laughs> The longest hole did have a windmill. Wow. So through the clown's mouth, yeah. over the bridge, uh-huh. and into the windmill. <laughs> yeah. You are outstanding, sir. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, uh, no. Well, you know, 
Listen, listen. I believe he is good because you do need more of a feminine touch when you're putting. <laughs> There's no one more feminine than Rob. <laughs> I'm I'm a very rounded person. I'm in, I'm in touch with all different aspects of my character, and I'm not ashamed to put them out there. It makes me um well uh, adaptable, really, Charlie. I think it's important. And oh, I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I think you and I should be in the sequel to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I'll be Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh, no, I'm beating you up after we're done. That way I'm not gay. Uh, well, that's going to be a great week. You're going to go for a week's camping up in the uh, the Victorian Grampians and then jousting and then golf. So uh, we've got that planned. Good. I'm going to tell you what. I've never been more excited about <laughs> camping with Rob than I've ever been about anything else. Uh, I'll tell you what. That's when you come great. over... That's I'm going to take you out great. in my Bentley convertible, and I'm going to go, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Before we get off, I, I will tell you this much, though. I am pretty stoked about uh, getting a shot to get over there and, and uh, joust old Philip Leach and uh, really whoever else wants to joust. Mm-hmm. I do have some amazing people over there. I just want to give a shout-out to real quick. In uh, Ballarat, Victoria, they put on a Renaissance Festival up there. Uh, the Williamsons, John Williamson, Tasha, and then Old Drop Bear and the Wombat. That's their two boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're actually super amazing people. You guys get to meet them. Luke Binks, he's an armorer over there. He's wonderful. Great jouster, great armor. And uh, Tony Hodges, my mate over there. And then uh, Coast Marisma, I really like him. I follow him. He's a, a real good horse trainer. Trainer. I don't know if you guys knew that. But. I um, actually, I spent a couple of hours with Cliff at, a, at the, uh, yeah. well, what they call the World Jasting Championships, and uh, Cliff's a really, really yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he's, he, he has a seagull really... on his head because he's called Cliff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. That is fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah, so he's... He's, he's... And as much as I, uh, you know, as much as I give uh, Philip grief, you know, I, I like what he's doing out there at Crown Castle, and I, I see that his daughter's actually, uh, Mika's actually jousting now, and she looks brilliant. She's got great armor and looks like she's a fantastic jouster so you know hats off to them they're doing a great job and keeping the sport alive and and doing their thing so you know i got nothing but love and respect for all those people man you know my my thing is purely purely competitive you know you got people that they're gonna lay the claim to be the best in the world then come and get some or alternatively you need to come and get some well either way yeah if they won't come here then i guess i gotta go there and that's right don't joust when i come there we're gonna we're gonna have another interview because then i won't be talking so nicely oh 2022 i can feel it (laughs) well mate we have to thank you because uh it's been far too long we should have done this a long time ago especially when you hold up and nothing much to do we should have got you on the uh on the old phone and uh, had a bit of a chat so uh, I'm so glad. Join us on our 200th show. It's uh, it's been such a roller coaster since uh, we were in the Sherwood Forest Fair to where we are now. That's for sure. That is for sure, and it's been a crazy time in the world. So I'm really happy that you guys are still going at it and being successful. And um, I wish you guys nothing but the best, man. Like all my love, all the time, and I'm always here for either one of you for whatever you need. No, we really do appreciate that, and uh, we will make sure we get you on sooner rather than later. Let's do it do it a lot more regularly because we we do enjoy your company and uh, your pearls of wisdom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. All right, mate. powder dry, man. Definitely. Have a good week over there, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Let's do this, Rob. Oh, yeah. It's your favourite. Come on, Rob. You know the words. (laughs) Oh, 
Is this really the the last thing that's going to be on the two hundred show? The <laughs> yeah. Greyhound song. I just want to get to the, uh, the the good bit. Oh no, there's no good bit. As the bunny takes off, we all watch and wait. The cages all go up with a brutal force. Now that the crowd erupts, it's like a nature's force. Chase the bunny, never stop. Push hard, take the lead. Run, run, keep on running. This is how to succeed. To our 200 oh, show. It's, 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 I'm not sure that was a fitting end. <laughs> was, uh, that was the first Greyhound song. The first Greyhound song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unsurprisingly, it's rubbish. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. <laughs> the Perth Pitbull. We love the Perth Pitbull. In fact, he's not called the Perth Pitbull. He's called the Pitbull from Perth. <laughs> Just to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Don't get that wrong. Don't get that yeah, wrong, yeah, people. If you want to find it. Uh, 200 shows, Rob. We've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Certainly. I did invite the CEO and president of Jack Link's onto the show. Next time. He might come up. Uh, uh, after the break. After the Yeah, after yeah, the break. Yeah. We are going on holiday for a couple of weeks. I don't know if Rob's going anywhere, but I definitely am. Um, 9th of June, we're back. On 9th air. of June, 9th okay. Of June. Lock it in. Right Lock it in. in. Tattoo that on your bloody, uh, on the back of your arm, so you know when we're going to be back on air. But we do have to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It's the best beef jerky on the planet, even if they don't want to come on our show. Even though they sponsor it for some unknown reason. Oh, he's a busy man. He's the CEO of Jack Link. He is the CEO quite, of Jack quite, Link. Quite a big company. Quite a big company, weirdly yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, and, no doubt, he's probably tacking to NASA yeah. as we speak. He, why does that be? It's the food of astronauts, people! It is the food of astronauts. Just got to say that one more time, just in case you didn't know. Ah, I think people have heard it a few times Once now. Or so. twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, the message will be getting there. It should be. Well, Rob, mate. I've got to thank you for being part of the show. Oh, I really have. Oh, We've pleasure. done it for... Absolute pleasure, Beef. Absolute pleasure. 200 shows. 200 shows. We've hung in there. We have hung in there through thick and thin. Well, mainly thin. But <laughs> with that, I, I do enjoy doing the show yeah. every week. And it, in fact, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. even though I do have to uh, take quite a bit of time out to write it and put everything together. But no, it's um, it's an absolute blast. And I, I know we have listeners in some very strange places. Strange, yes. Probably very strange people too, more than likely. Yeah, no doubt. Weirdos, no like doubt. probably deviants, actually. Some of them, yeah, more than likely. <laughs> I'd suggest. <laughs> Please don't say that. Uh, no, um, it's been a fairly prominent theme throughout the show. Actually, I have got to say very quickly for those people that didn't think we didn't done a show for about fourteen months. If they listened on iTunes, I had an absolute nightmare with iTunes last week because they had gone back to an old feed of ours, right? And all our episodes disappeared, then got replaced with a podcast host that we moved away from a long time ago. Ah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. people probably wonder why we didn't do a show for 14 months. We actually did. Yeah. Just iTunes stuffed us. We probably did about 48. 
<laughs> a 64. lot more than that. A lot 64. more than that. Yeah. yeah. It was about 60-odd shows. So, okay. Yeah, so we do apologise. Well, well not, it's back out there now. Not our fault. You can go and catch up, see what's been happening on the world the last 14 yeah, months. Yeah, so catch up yeah. with, the, with the good stuff. Yeah, get it was your, rubbish. Ofi- your official news. It was rubbish back then. Now it's Certainly. not good. So we've got to thank Toddy Goldsmith. We love you, Toddy. We will come and see you in a play. Um, Stevie Atkin yeah. or Des Panther and Charlie Andrews, world-famous jester, yeah. for joining us on our 200 show. Hope you had a bit of fun. It's going to be one hell of a podcast. Crikey. It's probably going to be one of my favourites. So we are back on June 9, just in time for the Queen's birthday. She's probably had one by now. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So please enjoy your holidays. Uh, if you've got any recommendations, or if you know any famous people that might want to come on a show and talk absolute rubbish with us, mm-hmm. we would greatly appreciate Thank Jack Links for sticking with us. We really do enjoy eating Jack Links beef jerky. It's, it's great stuff. It is great stuff. A salted meat snack. How can you say no? You just can't. In fact, I can't. This has been episode 200 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. We'll see you June the 9th. We will.